Welcome to Out of the Float, where float centers thrive, our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our float centers. As always, you can find us at Art of the Float on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, artofthefloat.com is where you want to go to check out show notes, pictures, links from every episode, all that good stuff. And you're definitely going to want to go to that tonight because we have our guest, Kevin McCulloch, who we'll bring on in a little bit here, <clears throat> who is putting on with, I believe, with the perhaps a, a team of people putting on Rise Float Gathering this year. So very excited to talk with him about that. I am one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra Calm. And I I always say, as always, I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville, but I think this is her third time not being on the show after all this time. Uh, so Amy is actually not here. If you've been listening, you know exactly why. Uh, her work with Flow Alchemy has become absolutely overwhelming, and she needs to focus on that this week. And uh, I am excited to hear from her next week and, and catch up on that, as I'm sure you are as well. I am joined with Brian behind the engineering board there. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Doing good. Excellent. And uh, before we get started here, I just want to thank and announce that we have... 100 patrons on Art of the Float. Thank you Woo-hoo! guys so much. That is ridiculous and not really a number. I I, I don't know what we imagined, but getting to 100 <laughs> wasn't really in, on my radar. Certainly not this quickly. So thank you guys so much. Uh, yeah. Brian, would you list a few names of people who signed up this week? Sure, yeah. Do we had a, a couple people that signed up this week to push us to 100. So this week I'd like to thank uh, Will Dietrich, uh, Tierra Coxie, Gina Daniels, Debbie Madera, Matthias Reich, and Jonathan Rouge. Thanks so much for getting us to the big 100. I'm so stoked that uh, we didn't we didn't have a goal to get to 100 <laughs> by any means, um, but it's it's so great to see your support and yeah. uh, thanks so much for supporting what we do here on the podcast. Yeah, it does mean a lot to us. It, it it's funny like it is money and it's a number and it's these things that don't necessarily have meaning, but at the same time seeing those number increase really does mean something in that you are supporting us uh, to do something that we love, that we're passionate about, that is ideally really supporting other people in the community, which we even just saw this week, a really sweet Facebook post about how somebody was celebrating uh, their one year uh, float center's one year anniversary and that uh, float tank solutions and art of the float were part of them being successful and part of, part of their development. So it just to be part of that in any way means a ton to us. So thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to point out Jonathan Rouge was actually 101. We're at 101 patrons at the Ooh, moment. Ooh, so, very nice. Uh, yeah. Just going to point that out there. Uh, if you would uh, like to help support us and of course also receive float photography that you can use for your marketing, patreon.com forward slash art of the float is where you want to go to check that out. Thank you guys so much for your support. I also want to thank FloatHelm for supporting us as well. FloatHelm is the software that's designed for float centers from the ground up, but it also does things like uh, scheduling for saunas, massage, acupuncture. Basically, if you're... I I think there are more and more float centers that are moving beyond just the float tank uh, system. They're creating wellness centers, very similar to the float shop where we have multiple modalities here, including therapists on there as well. And now Float Helm is able to actually accommodate all of those things in addition to all the things that it already did, including project management, taking your measurements, all of that good stuff. I mention it every week and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon because it's such an uh, amazing thing that they do, which is they give you a free tour. Uh, they get on Skype and they actually walk you through Helm and make sure that everything works the way that you want it to for your business. And so if it's not going to work, you'll know rather than before investing all of your time, money uh, to set all of that up and then find out, oh, this isn't exactly what we wanted. You get to know right away and or you find out that it's exactly what you want and you're able to confidently move forward with that. Floathelm.com, again, is where you want to go to check it out and schedule your free tour. Amy, how are you? Oh, gosh, there's no Amy. (laughs) Brian, how are you doing? (laughs) Muscle memory. Doing all right, doing all right. Uh, How's your flow center? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, gosh, have I... I used to own a float center and then like wandered off and forgot about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the joke well, is because I, because I, I help run art of the float. <laughs> anytime people ask what I do, they go away thinking I run a float center. Uh, despite my best, <laughs> my best attempts to, uh, to inform them otherwise. So, you know, you know what we should do is we should just open up a dinghy 
of a float center, just like a mm-hmm. tiny little one. One just tank? A prototype one tank where we can center? just test. No, not one. We got to pay rent and obviously mm, we got to make okay. our money. Right, right, uh, right. With, with one, that's, that'd, be, that'd be tough. But uh, we should just something where you can dirt cheap and just play with stuff. Play with marketing, play with branding and just have fun with it. And then we could say that you own a float center as well. <laughs> and you could give a weekly update too. The float center test lab. Yeah. Oh. TM trademark. Pat, yeah, Pat Canada too. Can't use it. That's it's right. It's legit. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, just uh, I, I think last episode I mentioned a, a close friend of ours had her store robbed on twenty third, and that's yep. that. Right, right next at to this point, shop, has yeah. gotten gotten all worked out. Um, I think the the guys in jail and uh, wow. the money money came back. So that's uh that's wrapped up but it's just such a such a tough thing to go through as a business owner and it, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah um yeah just just crazy so um yeah let's see uh i i'll in since amy's out today i'll <laughs> i'll give a construction update for me my uh condo building's been under construction okay. and we've been having a set of issues you know issues as well that come up during construction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. amy and i bond over this. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, this week, the news came out that uh, the construction company installed all the living room windows in the bedrooms and all the bedroom windows in the living rooms. As it turns out, it's way better that way. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> it's not. It's not. No. The bedroom windows actually slide sideways so there's egress so that you can escape in case of fire. Oh, so currently, the God. bedroom windows okay. are not compatible in a way that you can escape <laughs> Should your house be burning down? So, oh, what a what an adventure! So they're getting that fixed. But so basically, I, you know what it's like to start a flow center. I think that's what no, you're saying. No, no, you know just, the construction. No, no, no. I feel like I, art of the I'm flow. I'm not trying to tease. Without, I am saying, with, <laughs> like the, every time somebody's opening a flow center, it's just like delay or issue right. with, with the contractors, etc. It does sound familiar. Yeah, I feel I just doesn't feel like an art of the float podcast episode without some sort of uh, horrible construction <laughs> update. So I, I wanted to throw one in uh, just to contribute. Well, I didn't attempt any construction at the float shop, so I don't have any horrible stories to tell at the <laughs> float shop. In fact, I, I have to admit, I was pretty hands off with the float shop this week. Mm. A, a lot of it was devoted to art of the float, um, and um, we're sharing some stats uh, this week on our social our social media all week long. Some listener stats, some fun things about who our listenership is and, and how we're doing, which is fun. Uh, and, you know, we're usually very, um, I would guess, kind of timeless in where we are in the world when we're talking. Like, maybe we're talking about Amy's updates on construction and all of that, but, um, like, things going on in politics or in the world, all of that stuff, we mm-hmm. really are just kind of in a bubble here. But something that has really been, um, I have, I don't know, just kind of been bubbling up in my mind is this Facebook thing, uh, that, that, yes. uh, the data breach mm-hmm. and all of that. And, uh, I know it can potentially get into a lot of politics and all of that, but really what I'm just kind of curious about is your point of view as, as the person who weighs, knows way more about it, social media, all of that. Um, Dan Larson made a post actually, it might've been on his personal page. So I apologize if I'm oversharing Dan, mm. but, uh, it was about the, um, impact this is going to have on Facebook and people migrating away from it. <laughs> Their value has dropped by billions with a B. Yeah, I believe uh, so 80, 80 billion last I checked. Are you kidding me? I, these are numbers I can't even comprehend. Uh, so, so obviously there's like some very real impact on Facebook and there's like a ton that they need to do to clean up their image, et cetera. But there are also a few other things that come to mind, which is that they're just embedded. Like if you're logged into Facebook, you can log into so many other apps on your computer, not just on your phone, but also your phone. So like there's this kind of almost necessity to have Facebook. And then as a business owner, I need to be on social media. I need to be on Facebook to reach out to my clients. And so much of uh, our advertising and our branding and who we are goes out through our social media. Yeah, Instagram uh, is, is hot you know, quote unquote, like it's people are on it. But if you look Mm -hmm. at the stats, Facebook, what is it like at least 10 times as popular as Instagram? Oh, I mean, I don't know what the exact number is there. There are parts of the world where Facebook is the only thing they know of as the internet. (laughs) Like they don't, they don't know that anything that there's parts of the internet that exist outside of Facebook. Like that's their entire world. Not just Oregon, but entire countries are like that. I'm just (laughs) using Oregon. Uh, Yeah. So, 
I mean, we think about like, you know, Instagram's what's really hot right now. A lot of people are following us on Instagram, but the number of people just on Facebook is absolutely tremendous compared to these others. So I, and then I'll just put this other idea out, which is people get really outraged and then we just kind of move along. Like it just kind of dies out. Uh, Maybe we'll say, okay, the government's going to fix this for us. They'll pass some laws or what have you. Maybe some money exchanges, hands, maybe it doesn't, I don't know, but things either change or they don't, but we kind of get tired of the story, forget about it and move on, is what I've seen happen kind of time after time. I am curious, do you think this is going to cause a mass migration to another social media platform uh, or do you think they'll recover? How do you think this might impact our business? Just a bunch of questions your way. I was thinking about this a lot today as well. Um, You know, I... I don't really get a whole lot out of Facebook personally. Um, You know, I am a very frequent user of another Facebook product, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really prefer Instagram to Facebook. But uh, yeah, I was thinking about that today. I was like, I don't really want to be on Facebook. But Mm -hmm. again, as a business owner, like I need to be there managing the business Facebook page and running yeah. ads and responding to customer questions. And that pulls um, me personally into Facebook too. Like Sandra right. and we were not on social media much at all. And then we had to kind of almost like lifting weights. We went from really weak to really strong. Mm-hmm. And, and with that strength came using, using Facebook, scrolling through Facebook and getting yep. addicted to it, you know, and it's, including I mean, Flow it's, Collective, which is yeah. something that we absolutely love. And I use that more than the social part of Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally designed that way. Um, and yeah, as far as options, I, you know, I, I don't know what the options are for, for us as individuals who maybe who need Facebook for business, but don't want to be involved personally. I Mm. I imagine you could create another email account, Mm. um, and just use, just use that as your Facebook login, zero friends, hand over admin rights for your business page to that account and use that just simply for management. Um, you know, do I, do I think they're going to rebound? I mean, they're such, they're so huge. Mm-hmm. Like they're so huge. And like one, do I think they're going to about face and like watch out for the user? No, not at all. Like they've built their entire business enterprise on, on mining and utilizing personal right. data. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's such a powerful ad platform because Mm -hmm. Facebook has all this information about you that advertisers can use to target you specifically. Um, which works great as small businesses, even us, like we're super empowered to be able to target our market. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, do I think, do I think things will get better? I don't know. This came up, um, a couple years ago. I forget, Mm. I don't know if it was 20, 2015, 2011, um, there were concerns about Facebook's privacy practices and they came out and said, Oh yeah, 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 we'll fix it. No worries. Hmm. And I clearly, I don't think they did anything. And, <laughs> and here we're at, I think that back then it was when they, they um, put up a bunch of those privacy buttons and privacy settings oh, uh-huh. for people to tweak. Um, yeah. And that as sounds far more as... like public facing the privacy stuff. Like they're Correct. still more than welcome to collect all of that data. Oh yeah, for sure. So, in terms of as in terms of alternatives, there's not a lot of alternatives out there. Um, Vero, you know, yeah, Vero is one that it's, people think it's new. It's been around for a while, um, and just has as things randomly go viral on the internet. Um, this this app has exploded recently. Um, there was some concern over. Um, the developers, uh, being from Russia or something, um, there, so there were some, there were some data concerns there as well. And I think they're a company that's, I, I don't know uh, about their background a whole lot, but you know, a lot of these newcomers may say, Hey, you know, we're, we're based on, we're not going to sell your information to advertisers. Mm -hmm. And they say that until they need to make money. And then (laughs) you got to turn a penny. Um, yeah. So yeah, Vero is one that seems to be popular recently, um, and certainly I, this latest news from Facebook is going to push more users that direction. Um, there was that decentralized uh, social platform called Diaspora that yeah. kind of made a splash uh, five years ago. Uh, that's still around. 
does require a little bit of computer know-how to set up your <laughs> node group, whatever it is. Um, Sounds like the Flowchop won't be marketing on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as a, as far as a marketing platform, no, that's not it. I mean, I'm talking strictly social. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're a business, you got you got to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one other one is uh, Path, which was uh, that was sold to um, an Indonesian firm in 2015, and it happens to be the biggest social media platform in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was started on as the idea was no advertising they make their business revenue model on like in-app purchases for filters like photo filters or stickers and uh, when it first came out you were limited to 150 friends i think they got rid of that at this point um Mm. so that's another one i'm kind of looking at but again it's like okay like who do i have to convince to hop over on this platform right with me it's, otherwise it's it's pretty lonely also also how limiting is that as a business i i'm a video gamer and i think about um there's a free to get sorry to, to go here but there's a free to play game because i'm sure nobody plays video games who listens here but <laughs> there's a free to play game that um you can earn things in game or you can spend money but you can also um the, the, the coin that you would make via your, your real cash, you can earn that in-game and do trades and stuff like that. So you never actually mm-hmm. have to spend any money, which has generated incredible goodwill to the company uh, who's created this game. And then there are lots of other companies that are doing loot boxes, which is a gambling... Well, it's arguably a gambling system where right. um, uh, you, you can pay money to, to gamble. And um, that makes way more money because they have what are known as whales, people who will spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on these in-game uh, gambling systems. And Facebook sounds like similarly like, yeah, we could be goodwilled and just uh, make money that way, but that would be a tiny fraction of the money that they're going to make selling user information. Like that's where oh, the cash is sure. going to be. So, which also means they're going to be have more power for things like legislation. And I mean does our government even have any idea what the algorithms behind the scenes are on something like Facebook? Uh, I mean, I probably not. Um, I'm curious, uh, Zuckerberg's going, uh, in -hmm. front of a panel to, he'll be asked a bunch of questions and I'm curious if that's going to be one of them is, you know, what, what are these algorithms? How do they work? It's just, uh, seems so out of our control and, uh, I feel very vulnerable because of it. And I feel yeah. like our, our government is very vulnerable because of it. So, and, and um, I, I want to, I'm, I'm excited to bring on our guest. Uh, so maybe I'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll wrap things up and yeah, I'll, I'll, totally. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you with a couple things. Uh, like I understand that feeling of vulnerability. And so if you, if you are not getting rid of Facebook entirely or you can't afford to because you're, you're a business owner and that's just not an option. Um, like I mentioned, you can just create a separate account that's only used for managing your business page and, and that's an option. Mm-hmm. But even that you need to log out, right? Like it, it can track the websites that you're going to as long as you're logged right. in. And so that, that brings me to kind of the second thing that I wanted to share is, you know, use, use tools available to you to protect yourself from mm-hmm. Facebook, right? So hop into, hop into the privacy settings in Facebook, look at the apps that are, that are linked to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Are there's like, 10 goofy, like, which sex in the city character are you surveys? Um, how legitimate so are those? my history. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're such a Samantha. Uh-huh. So true. Um, like, if there's, are there, if there's apps in there that you don't recognize or don't want being connected, remove them. Um, you know, that's where this leak came from in the first place. It wasn't Facebook itself, but the an app that was connected to Facebook was sipping that data from Facebook and got through on their end. Um, use, uh, use, a extension that blocks Facebook from tracking you on websites. Mm. I prefer uBlock Origin. Um, they have, uh, they have extensions for all the major browsers out there and we'll, I'll have links in the show notes here. Maybe I'll write this into a blog. Nice. Um, the other thing, uh, that just, I just saw today, um, if you're a Firefox user, they just released yes. a new feature called multi-account containers, uh, which is an extension that basically, automatically when you visit Facebook, it contains all your Facebook activity just within that single tab. So by default, if you have that extension enabled, anytime you leave Facebook, nothing comes with you 
as far as cookies and things that are tracked. So, um, yeah, those are the things you can do to protect yourself is, is prevent apps from connecting to Facebook and, and seeing or stealing your data and keep Facebook from following you around the internet, um, with extensions and things like that. And I, those are kind of the, it's, it's a bandaid solution, but, uh, kind of the best, the best we have right now until the most empowering yeah, personal rather than until different. social, some amazing social network on the blockchain right. crypto, who knows what <laughs> is invented right. and everyone switches to that. But, right. um, that's years off at this point. And I think we're, we're stuck with, I'm, it's, I'm surprised there's no real contenders or options. Like you Google alternatives to Facebook right now. And a lot of them are, well, wouldn't Facebook just purchase them like Instagram and, or block that? I mean, I feel like once you have that much power and money, it's pretty not easy, but you have a lot more power to control, uh, who's able to show up. Yep. Um, and also I should point out that Google is also collecting all of your data. Even if you go to YouTube and you're not signed in, they're, they're tracking your IP address, so they're still keeping a log on you. So mm-hmm. pretty phenomenal world we're living in right now. But you're right. We should absolutely be moving on here. I didn't mean to digress this long, but it is uh, very interesting. And interesting I should also topic. point out that Brian did not know this was a topic before we started. He just pulled out all those names and dates off the top of his head. So I know. I, that's I, why I, wish I like working with Brian. <laughs> What's that? Thanks, man. I wish you'd let. I wish you'd put it in the show notes. I was like, oh man, I have a lot of thoughts, but I don't have enough time to put them all together. No way, Kevin would never join us. <laughs> True. <laughs> It'd have to be a different episode. Okay, before we move on, I do want to give a shout out to Float Fuel. Uh, Float Fuel. You want to use the promo code AOTF to get your Epsom salt whenever you're ordering, and you also want to order by the pallet. I know um, sometimes that's not exactly the amount that you need, but it's going to be cheaper that way. Uh, they don't charge for shipping when you order by the pallet, so order that way and use that promo code AOTF to get 15% off of your total as well so you can really save yourself some money. Better salt for a better float at www.floatfuel.com. Fill out that form, learn more about their salt and how they're going to make sure that it's the right salt so that you're not going to get a uh, that, that bad mix when you first mix your water together, which we all want to avoid. Again, www.floatfuel.com is where you want to go. Kevin, let's talk about your Facebook and Google logins, all right? How's your IP address doing tonight? Now, how are you, Kevin? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I was actually just uh, on my phone removing some Facebook apps. Oh, nice. (laughs) There was a lot of them on there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? More than you think. I I signed on today, and I was like, wow, I do not remember approving this many things to be connected. You'll, you'll, You'll be surprised. Oh, interesting. And, and then as business owners, we've also got pages, uh, which is really convenient to use on your phone. And then you've got ads they created separately as well. So you can create Facebook ads via your phone. And then, of course, there's the actual Facebook app. But that's within just the absolute immediate Facebook ecosystem. Not All right, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, we're so excited to have you on because you are ho- hosting Rise, the float gathering, for the second time. And uh, I was there last year. It was a beautiful experience. And I'm really curious about, I'd love to hear first, what inspired you to create the first rise? And then I'd like to talk about how you're, uh, what you've learned from the first rise and what you're bringing to the second one. Yeah, those are great questions. Um, and it's helpful to reflect on that. Hmm. So in just um, witnessing the growth within the float industry over the, the course of the years, um, you know, uh, we were able to attend the first float conference that took place. I think that was in uh, 2011, maybe 2012. That's 11 sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that was a really wonderful experience. It presented us with a nice picture of what the float industry was. Uh, and it really kind of captured that essence. And I remember we left that float conference completely certain that we were going to open up a float center. Uh, this was the industry we wanted to be in. The, the people that we connected with were amazing. And and there was no question in our minds. Um, and then, you know, the, the floating kind of um, continued to gain in popularity over those years. And the industry's grown uh, more and more. And what we wanted to do with the rise float gathering was to create that experience where we could 
kind of maintain some of that intimacy and that connection mm-hmm. in getting people together. Um, I think with the float conference, it it does what it needs to do, and it satisfies so much in in being um, this container that allows everybody to come together and, and cover so many topics, and it's provided so much um, content and, and support for so many people. And what we wanted to focus on with Rise was just that one little part of it, right? So we, mm. we're letting go of um, anything that has to do with standards and mm-hmm. we're really letting go of anything that has to do with research. And, you know, we, um, you know, Jake and myself, we're trained as psychotherapists. So we have a, a counseling background. We're very relational. We, we love mm-hmm. communication. We love uh, feelings and all of these things. So, so that's the part that we wanted to focus on and um, just, just create a space for, uh, for that to be highlight, highlighted over and over again. Great. And, and that was your initial goal for that was the Rise initial 1.0. Idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the initial idea. Um, and going into it, we weren't really sure how that would go. Uh, we, we, did, we don't put on events. That's not what, mm. what we do, right? We mm-hmm. Um, and so we just kind of put the principles of it together and invited people and and laid out a plan. And and that's what happened last year. Um, it sounded like people enjoyed themselves. It sounded like people found value. Uh, there were hugs, Mm -hmm. there were tears, there was laughter. Um, there was a, a time when, when you got up to give your, uh, presentation, Dylan, after the, the singing bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where I think you were pretty moved uh, by that. And uh, it was just a really wonderful experience. So we knew we wanted to continue that. And I think that's the question of, well, where is it going? And it's really an experiment, I guess. Um, we want to continue to focus on that connection. We want to continue to focus on stories, mm-hmm. uh, stories from people in the industry. Um, We want to just continue to focus on creating community. And I think the community comes from these shared experiences. You mentioned Float Collective, and and that's um, an amazing forum that provides opportunity for so much discussion, and it's happening on a daily basis. Um, And what we wanted was to kind of pull some of that discussion, pull some of the the float conference interaction and set up a structure where we could um, have those connected shared experiences and leave feeling um, like we've built a little bit more on the side of community. So something like a retreat, something like a workshop, something like uh, you know, and I think the other aspect of it too is just recognizing that where the majority of attendees are small business owner operators, and you're you're taking time away from your small business. Mm. So we also want it to feel good, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is uh, it's kind of a mini uh, vac- working vacation. So nice. We want the, the the experience to feel like a float, um, and to really create space for those connections. And, um, and that's part of, I think the, the learning process is to understand mm-hmm. how much content, how much structure, mm-hmm. how much free space, um, how much guidance. And, uh, and that's what we're playing around with, but, but we really enjoy that. Wonderful. And yeah, it, it's funny you ended with that because it really seems like, uh, at least last year, you guys felt very confident with what you were doing, but also curious at the same time. Uh, and very open to possibility in the moment while while hosting it. Uh, I, I found that to be very impressive. And um, to have that kind of confidence and interest in what could happen uh, to be very impressive. W- one of the things that it seemed to lead to was open discussion and open forums, which led to some of the most memorable moments of, of the event for me, um, talking about 
float tank manufacturers and, and some people got very heated up and of course the idea of regulations came up as well and I don't necessarily know that that's where you want to go again this year <laughs> with discussions but but it was interesting um, that you were just able to kind of adapt and host uh, be open to hosting things to to an open forum and you you also talked about it being a, a shared event and, and sharing of moments and uh, you know there's there's receiving information which is great and I think this is a perhaps an issue that Ashcon might have with the flow conference as well is like you want it jam packed with all sorts of names that you know and information that you're going to gather. And that's, that's awesome and great. But one of the things that so many people talk about when they leave is the connections that they made uh, Mm -hmm. there. And these become lifelong friends and, and people that you work with in your industry. And so rise uh, seems to really focus on that portion of it where you're getting your network of support, for your business within this little niche industry that's really funky, really weird, uh, and and you get to have these moments where you're hearing other people talk across the room and get to balance your head around these different ideas uh, mm-hmm. that I think is an incredibly unique environment. Is that is, does that sound right to you? Is that intentional? That sounds right. That sounds exactly right. It's a it's a relationship, and mm-hmm. you know, in any relationship, I might show up with with my idea of how the interaction is going to go. Um, but even just kind of reflecting back on the, the language that we use in our relationships in the float center, whether it's an interaction with myself and a customer or an interaction with myself and the staff, um, there's a process of communicating and then there's a process of checking in about the communication uh, mm. along the way. You know, how is this going for you? Uh, what's coming up as we were talking about X, right? And so I think that's the model that we applied to the the experience is um, is just checking in with the other people that are participating in that relationship. And uh, curiosity, I think, is one of our uh, you know most valuable qualities that that we like to highlight over and over. Um, we, we like to start off with the idea and um, have a vision for it, but not uh, ever becoming too certain that uh, what we are doing is right or, uh, you know, what, it, what people want or need, uh, but remaining curious about it and, and trying to stay in that learning process. Um, because I think the, the more that we can remain open, um, the more that we're going to, uh, you know, gather more information, the more we're going to be able to uh, re- receive other people's points of view. And, mm-hmm. and we, we get to keep learning, right? And, and that's a beautiful thing. And, and what were the biggest takeaways from last year that you went, oh, that really doesn't work or, oh, wow, we need a lot more of that. Or let's go in that direction. That's what they're asking for. Yeah, responding I, to. I think the um, structured discussion hmm. uh, was clear, like you mentioned. The, the group moved into a discussion, even though it wasn't uh, a space for discussion. So it was clear that there's a need for that. And mm. the goal, uh, just like in a, a therapeutic setting, is that you, you want to create space for that communication to take place, but you also want it to f- happen in a uh, safe way. Right. So it, it, Absolutely. it doesn't get heated to the point where uh, it becomes destructive. Um, and if there's going to be any sort of conflict or rupture in, in relationships in the space, we want to be sure that we can um, allow for those to come back together and be repaired. Uh, you know, we're all mm-hmm. in this industry. We all want what's best for this industry. We may have different ideas of what that is. Mm-hmm. And the goal is that those discussions help move us towards a better understanding of, of how to do that. And just because we disagree, uh, you know, we would like for people to uh, speak and also f- to listen so, so that there's opportunity to learn. I think that's the key takeaway. Um, so that was, that was like probably the most uh valuable thing that we learned from last year. Okay, great. Uh, so there were things that were going on like yoga. You mentioned singing bowls, which mm-hmm. by the way, I, 
my speech was right after the singing bowl. Yeah, so right. that was the most uh, polar opposite of like anxiety because I'm very introverted, which is kind of funny. I, I say that I think people don't believe me sometimes because I, I'm on a podcast. I, I run a business where I talk to people all the time, but that's in very controlled environments. It's like people are walking into my home and I'm talking with them or I'm talking with a very small group on, on Skype. It feels very different than uh, going in, in front of a bunch of people and, and putting everything out there. That feels very different. So uh, uh, that was quite the twist of trying to relax uh, and then um, getting wound up by giving a speech and then kind of that taking me again and then kind of my, my brain grabbing hold again and then the, the singing bowl's taking me and, and that's slowly kind of bringing me down and down and down. So thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. That was very nice. <laughs> and it started with a lot of tension, like two different sides pulling pulling a towel together mm-hmm. uh, and there was an ebb and flow to it. Um, I feel like there were many times throughout last year that uh, spoke to that type of person or that part of a person of relaxation, mindfulness, uh, and not necessarily, like you mentioned, uh, this is how you run a flow center. This is Mm. how you maintain your water. Is that something you're focusing on this year as well? uh, No, I would would say no. Yeah, clearly no. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. We focus on those things in our float center, and and clearly those things are important. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's not... Uh, it's not something that we plan to focus on. Um, I think there can be this idea of, okay, let's have a broader offering um, mm-hmm. to appeal to more attendees. Um, and oh, interesting. And it's, you know, there, there's always going to be things that the, uh, the recipients of the experience want. And, mm-hmm. uh, similar to the float center. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that we've tried to keep true to in the float center, and I think we'll try to do with rise as well is to really focus on, well, what are we actually passionate about? Absolutely. And what do we think we can do well? And, Mm -hmm. and let's, let's keep that focus narrow. Let's keep it clear. Yes. And let's try our best to deliver on that. So, um, you know, what's important to us is to continue to focus on this relational aspect, uh, the craft, the storytelling, building the community, the shared experiences. Um, and and that's actually what uh, I was actually leaning towards was not the, you know, regulations, float oh, tank, uh, yeah. water, all that stuff. I apologize for my miscommunication. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, my question is, are you focusing more on the uh, the retreat aspect of it, the mindfulness aspect of it. Will there be more sessions and classes like that during during Rise? There, there will be. We have uh, a, a few different modalities of, of healing or exploration uh, that will be present. And I, again, I think the challenge uh, comes up in offering too little or offering too much, right? I think... Oh. You know, for each speaker that we have, I I want to see every single speaker, right? right. I, I want to I want to experience each one of these presentations, and I, and I want to do that as a group. Um, we also want to include those other modalities, and I think uh, in looking at the structure of the schedule, that's it, that's just the challenge. So. You know, do they come in as an option if you don't mm-hmm. want to listen to a certain talk? And I think at the um, at FloatCon, what I what I do enjoy about that is because it is such a varied list of topics. Um, there may be some that I'm more drawn to, and some that apply less. And and during the ones that apply less is is when I usually find myself out, kind of milling around and making those connections in the networking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with our offering, it, it is a bit more challenging because if you're into the theme of rise, you're probably going to be into every talk. Um, right. And because they're all in, in a similar, uh, a similar scope, but we, we will have um, a friend of ours is going to be coming to do some uh, sound baths uh, with the didgeridoo. They weren't able to make it last year for a family emergency. Um, uh, but we're also going to have some color and, and light therapy. Um, we'll have the singing bowls again. We'll have yoga again. Um, you know, just to kind 
kind of sprinkle those things in here and there for people who okay. want to engage in them. Uh, and you had mentioned discussion. Is that going to be more, uh, is there going to be more planned discussion this year? There, there's going to be aspects of planned discussion. So, uh, so Justin Feinstein is going to be, uh, you know, presenting mm-hmm. and his, his presentation will uh, not be research-based but it's going to be more discussion based and it, and mm. it's going to be, I think a really interesting discussion uh, and, and something we haven't heard from Justin before. Um, so it's going to be more of a, a, a reaching out and, and a conversation mm-hmm. uh, back and forth with the group about the path forward, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm really excited to uh, create that space and, and yeah. to have that take place. Um, we were just talking about there's going to be uh, an Art of the Float uh, forum discussion, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, y- you all are experts in leading this roundtable format. So that will be a structured discussion as well. We have a, a couple of um, attendees or presenters, uh, Hillary from Float STL and then Al from uh, Yoga Buzz. And they're going to be talking about some topics uh that might be new to the float industry, probably not new, but uh, definitely a little bit uh, coming in from a different angle. And we'll have some space for uh, like a breakout discussion following those two. Okay. Um, my hope is that they are thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd like people to leave uh, the rise gathering experience, thinking about things in a little bit of a different way. Uh, I, that's kind of, you know, part of our passion about this is that we have an opportunity to highlight some of these values that, that we believe are important. And in in doing that, um, we can have some small impact on the industry as a whole. You know, if you come and you hear about, um, you know, some of the things that, that Al and, um, Hillary will be talking about that you might be moved to think about how you're operating your center in a different way. Um, hmm. So that's really exciting. Excellent. And uh, you, you talked about us hosting a discussion. And while, it, while it's not official yet, uh, something that's been bubbling up for me is how we give introductions hmm. and how uh, hmm. kind of the first wave of the float industry has said, you know, give no information, essentially, right, right. Uh, which I vehemently disagree with. But I also vehemently disagree with things like video introductions. And mm. there are all these different types of, of takes on how to um, best uh, prepare somebody for this experience for, the, for their first time. Mm. And I think that would be something very fun to discuss. And I also think it'd be a little polarizing, but in a good way where um, I'm able to go, oh, okay, maybe video in this sense actually is good or less information, more information, where people can walk away with... Uh, like you said, going back to their float center with a, a different take or maybe bringing something back to their float center. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can, uh, you can improve that live on the show. If that's I, okay. I really like no. that. I really like that. You know, it, it's, um, it's focusing on the craft. It's focusing uh-huh. on the craft. Uh-huh. And everyone's had different experiences. Everyone is, has been, uh, you know, engaged in the craft for different periods of time. And, and everyone's coming from different backgrounds. So right. it's likely that people will have different perspectives. And I think that's where that curiosity comes in. I, I may feel mm. strongly about how we do our orientation, right. um, but it's important to remain curious and, and to hear um, what other people think because they're, they may feel just as passionately as I do. Uh, so right. so mm-hmm. there can be a lot to le- be learned. Um, yeah, I remember my first float. Uh, it was actually from Chris uh, from Float On. Uh, oh, really, but, Chris but, Measure? Yeah, before nice. before Float On. But yeah. yeah, you know, I think I think back then, in some way, you had maybe more. Um, there were more seekers, and so you mm. really had to find the float. Yes, it, it wasn't uh, this easily accessible thing, and so to some degree, I was agreeing to engage in that experience because mm-hmm. of the effort that it took to find myself there. And, um, and that was true for our float center. When we first opened, we were the, the first ones in the recent years in the state 
And so most people uh, weren't aware of it. The ones who did show up uh, were waiting for it. You know, they had been thinking Uh about it and they found us. And now, um, you know, somebody's grandmother comes in because uh, they got a gift card for Christmas Mm -hmm. and, and they have no idea what it is. So, I mean, they literally don't even know what they're there to do. So the idea yes. of uh, just <laughs> dropping them off, I think, is is terrifying. <laughs> right. um, but so that would be a great discussion. Cool. Yeah. Brian, do we have approval on that? <laughs> I approve. Oh, excellent. Uh, nice. All right. No caveats? All right. <laughs> um, and, and while I got... Well, I've got Brian on here. Uh, we're planning on doing a little recording as well. Hopefully, we'll be able to broadcast this roundtable as well, uh, and maybe potentially even even some speeches as well. Brian Brian will be flying out uh, and handling all the technical yep. uh, out there. So, really excited about that. Come and, say hi. Um, come come say hi to Brian. Exactly right. Come come say hello. And my goodness, it's such a great level playing field to say hi to everybody. And Justin is eating at the same table as everybody else, right? You could go up to Justin and ask that burning question you've had after reading his report, you know, like, how come nobody has asked you this, blah, blah, blah. And he'll tell you, you know, he'll have that information. And, uh, um, and again, just the bonds, I I really can't overstate this enough. The bonds that you make when you, uh, it's, we are just in this tiny niche industry and we're spread out across the country. And there's so few of us that get together. I mean, we're really lucky in Portland. We get a big table together. We Mm -hmm. all have drinks. We have a good time. Um, and we're very lucky to have that. Uh, and the fact that we're not, um, I guess kind of scared of the competition and it's not like we're, we're not having conversations with each other. That's not the case across the country. So this is a place where you get to go, let your guard down. Uh, there's not a sense of, Ooh, we're competing for the same dollar because this guy is in another state. Mm. Uh, and, and even if it is the person in your same city, hopefully this is where you get to let your guard down and make a friend and mm. bond over these same priorities. And these are the people that you're going to be relying on and sharing information with and, and uh, having phone calls way too late into the evening about about what you're doing. Uh, and, and that literally doesn't have a price tag to it. Mm. That is invaluable. And it's something that the people at Rise are... Um, they're not able to do for you, but they're able to provide the space where that's able to happen. And I think that they did a very good job of that last year. Uh, and it sounds like they're only doing a better job. They like, like we've been talking about this whole time, kind of learning from last year and, mm. and bringing it the step forward for this year to, to enable that to happen. At least that's what I see happening. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really the, our vision, uh, going forward. If, you know, if rise continues to grow, in, in popularity or, or whatever, um, exposure, you know, we intend to continue to keep it, uh, limited in capacity. Hmm. Um, we're okay with that. You know, like we want to grow in connection. We want to grow in, um, in value. And, um, it's, I think it'll be important for us to continue to limit the attendance in a way that allows that to happen. So uh, I'd, I'd much rather it be uh, similar to a, uh, well, I, I mean, in a way of, you know, there's there's X amount of uh, spaces and, and those sell out and the people who are there really, really want to be there. And everyone looks forward to being there uh, for those experiences. Um, and just and just keep it at that. Uh, and if, right. it, if it gets to a point, you know, years and years from now where, uh, it, it, it decides it needs to grow and we understand how to operate it in a way that mm. allows it to grow, but maintain that intimacy. Um, then, then that can happen. But for now, it's really important that we, we just hold on to, I always use this word nectar, like that, that gooey nectar of connection. Um, mm. we just want to maintain that for as long as we can, because that's, you know, finding yourself in that conversation with Justin, finding yourself just mm-hmm. uh, having a cup of coffee with Glenn, and and it's just a totally natural thing, right? I think that's <laughs> that's the beautiful part of it. Lovely, yeah. that's awesome. You know, going back to social media, it reminds me of people with the tremendous number of friends. They don't mm. have the same level of connection. Mm. They 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 don't have the tight 
friend groups uh, when you when you have more and more friends uh, on social media. Mm. Kind of that sounds similar to me. How can you have that discussion, those intimate discussions, uh, with three hundred people, or I, I don't know mm. some I don't know what your number is where that feels lost, but uh, when it's too many people and you don't get to have those personal experiences, mm-hmm. that that's great. I love that. I love that idea. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, you guys are hosting a workshop as well. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Jake, uh, my partner Jake, uh, partner in Rise, and also at Float STL, he uh, he has been talking about a workshop for for a while, and um, and this year we got to the point of saying, okay, let's do that. Um, so, the theme of the workshop is uh, what we're calling heart centered leadership. Um, there's three components to the heart-centered leadership, uh, three modules, and, and then one is attunement, uh, the other is communication, and the final one is empowerment. And the idea is about how do you engage and represent those qualities in your relationship with uh, colleagues, with coworkers, and with customers. So as you're operating your float center, um, how do you communicate? How do you attune? And how do you empower? Uh, so that's something that that we're going to be talking about in that workshop. Um, and, and again, we're limiting that to just 10 spots. Uh, it's our first time doing it. We want to mm. be sure we provide the value. And um, it, it's been a big focus of ours in the therapeutic world where we came from, similar themes, uh, and it's been a big focus in how we're operating our float center. And, and we also wanted to kind of branch off and share it with some people who might be interested. So again, this is just something we get really excited about to, to share some ideas around that, some content, some techniques, uh, get a discussion going, and you know maybe uh, afterwards creating some sort of a, a working group or a, a club of some sort where we can continue to talk about these things huh. because I don't think they, they end at, at the end of the workshop. I think it's an ongoing thing. And as we can have more and more people connected to those themes and the discussion can continue, um, it, it, it grows, it grows in as people, our hope is as people are coming into the industry uh, and, and maybe they're not connected to those themes, they, they floated, they want to operate a float center, they think it would be great to provide that service to customers, but they're not sure about all these other things. They can learn the technical aspects of operating mm-hmm. the float, uh, how to clean, how to you know install and all of these things. But when you get down to it, we're we're caring for for souls. We're caring for beings, and it's a very um, it could be a very delicate and gentle process. So we just want to offer some um, space to talk about that and provide some some content to see if we can push that forward a little bit. Lovely. Yeah, we're really Wonderful. excited about it. That sounds very exciting. Uh, what is the date for that? Uh, so the, the Friday workshop is on the 20th of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be from nine to four and it's an optional thing. So you need to sign up for that on the website. And then the, the welcoming reception will be on Friday night. It's at, uh, this beautiful kind of, uh, like a German beer hall place. Uh, it's right across the street from the hotel. Um, so we'll have a welcoming reception on Friday night there to to gather with everybody and kick off the uh, the weekend. Okay, great. Well, I haven't purchased my ticket yet, so I'm going to see if I can make it to the to the workshop. To the that workshop, absolutely lovely. Oh, nice. Yeah, and and for every conference I've ever been to, no matter what the industry was, uh, I get all this excitement, and then I go home and I get back to my day to day. And that excitement, while while it was still rejuvenating, mm-hmm. it's hard to stay focused on that. Or if there was a drive to to actually have momentum towards something, yeah. uh, it's, it, uh, quickly gets lost in the shuffle. And so this concept of we're having this workshop and we're going to follow up and continue a dialogue. That sounds beautiful to me. I right. absolutely love that. Yeah. 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 So our, our 
goal for the year following this rise event is to have a a continuing stream of um, discussion or conversation. We haven't really determined which format, but like you said, Dylan, um, you know, you're you're one month out, and and yeah, that was great. I went to Rise, cool. They talked about these things. But then when I get back into the practical aspects of, of right. operating the center, how do I integrate those? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's going to be, um, maybe it's like a support group. Maybe we all call and, and we check in with each other and just talk about um, some of the ways that we're struggling to implement these qualities. Um, not really sure, but whatever it is, it sounds fun. Because if if I'm going to have the opportunity to hop on a call with people from across the country and talk about uh, attunement, communication, and empowerment. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, like you guys, you were talking about geeking out about the Hugh Phillips lights. Uh, I could geek out about attunement, communication, and empowerment for hours. Uh, that's that's the space we like to live in. Excellent. This is very exciting. Cool. Yeah. I've yeah. got some goosebumps going. This oh, is good. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, this is coming up on the uh, the 20th. At, well, workshop's on the 20th, and then the main event's 21st to so the 22nd. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. So, And this, this podcast is coming out um, before then. So if people do want to find out more, want mm. to sign up for the workshop, tickets, et cetera, where can they do that at? So the best place to go is risefloatgathering.com. Uh, that's the uh, the homepage website there. You can sign up for the workshop or for the weekend gathering event. Cool. We'll put that link in the show notes for folks. Excellent. Yes. And feel free to join me at the the workshop as well, Friday morning, 9 a.m. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they, they have good coffee. That's what I remember from last <laughs> year. We, <laughs> we talked about that uh, when Third Wave Float Magazine was on as well. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have great coffee. Yeah. There'll be great beer. <laughs> Um, oh good <laughs> and then and yeah we're just super stoked about all the presenters that are going to be there uh, it's, yeah it's, can you tell me who's going to be there yeah it's or at least some some of the names that come to mind it's just i mean doing this is it's a lot of work but it's such a gift to just think about who you would like to be there and then ask them to come to the party so uh <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be there dylan we know that um justin we mentioned will be there so mm-hmm. uh that's really exciting uh your good friends Chris and Donna Petrovic from mm-hmm. Pro Float are going to be there, and uh, I'm super excited about their their talk. Uh, Donna is going to be amazing. So, looking, can you give a little hint, just a little uh, something. Um, she. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking, you know, the last they're going to be the last um, time slot, and I was thinking for a long time, who is the right person to be in this last time slot. Um, And I really wanted to finish on a a warm, strong, uh, kind of heartfelt note. And uh, so I had a long talk with her about it. And she asked if I would give her permission to go full Donna. (laughs) And I said, absolutely. I said, go full Donna. I want to be there for that. So um, lovely. You know, oh gosh. Yeah, just talking about the why, you know, the why, <laughs> the why of um, being in the industry, the why of manufacturing the devices, um, the story mm. of of the struggle, and um, <laughs> I think it's just going to be really passionate. And I think beyond the content of any of these presentations, the the emotion that you receive, I I just remember that being very inspiring and very refreshing. Um, hmm. that's one of the things we talk about in our, our float centers a lot with our employees is, you know, my first float was, um, a little over eight years ago and it's important for us to hold that beginner, uh, mind experience for the person that we're, we're bringing in for their first float. Um, so it's easy to become casual and just kind of go through the motions. So. Um, I think her, her talk will be very inspiring and very moving. I mentioned Hillary uh, and Elle. They're going to be, be talking about some, um, some different topics, which I'm excited about. Ashkan and Graham are going to be there. 
uh, you know, who knows what they're going to talk about. I don't, I don't think they let me know yet, but, uh, I give them permission to go full Ashkan and full Graham. Uh, So there will be balloons coming from this. (laughs) There will be balloons. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and then I was, um, I was on the marketing panel at float conference this past year and, and Carol Johnson was on there. She was talking about customer experience. Mm. Um, I just really liked the things that she was talking about. Mm. It, it really resonated with me. So, um, so she's going to be there, uh, talking, uh, Kevin Johnson's going to be there talking. His talks just like blow me away every time. Um, Steven Johnson, is going to be there. Uh, I love listening to Steven, uh, yeah. the way he just kind of, uh, the words come out of his mouth there. It, the, the painter he is. Yeah. It's, his words. It's absolutely. Really amazing. I, mm-hmm. I hope I'm not missing anybody. I think, gosh, I think that might be everybody. Um, so yeah, just super excited about that. It's like an all-star cast and, um, Glenn and Lee, I think oh, you, had, oh, you had mentioned yeah. them earlier, but Glenn and Lee, yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't think we want to do it without Glenn and Lee. I mean, they're <laughs> right. it's just it's such a gift that they're um, willing to travel and you know mm. come to St. Louis and um, just super excited about that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's you know we're sad. It's unfortunate that uh, Amy is not able to attend. We're yes, looking forward seems- to seeing her, but uh, totally understandable with uh, everything yeah. that's going on. With, with Folk Al- Alchemy, and I, I don't think we've announced it yet because it was very tentative, kind of hit or miss here. But yeah, Amy's not going to be able to make it to Rise this year, which is uh, super, super unfortunate. It's always so good for me to see her in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's nice for everybody else to see her as well. So mm-hmm. it's going to have to wait wait until next year, unfortunately, mm-hmm. when Flo Alchemy has got a, a year under its belt already. Yeah. She can leave. We'll have her and, back uh, next year to talk about the experience. Oh, Lordy. Uh, <laughs> of the Float Alchemy. After she's That's had not some... going to be a relationship. Relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's had, <laughs> after she's had a year to be away from Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. <laughs> cool. Um, and I'm excited about my speech. Um, uh, Lucy and the Silicon Obsession is, is what I want to talk about. Yeah. And, and basically just how we um, have all of these things that are creating these dopamine drips in our, in our brain. And um, it, it isn't necessarily filling up our soul. And mm. uh, I want to talk about that. I, I always thought I was going to be a uh, an archaeologist when I grew up. So I, um, this is uh, something I'm passionate about. Evolution is something that I'm passionate about. And, and uh, um, social anthropology is, is super exciting to me. So I'm excited to talk about that and how that all relates with, with the float tank and, and all of us float center owners. So mm-hmm. we'll get to that uh, while I'm there as well. And interesting that I could uh, open up to a discussion. While mm. we're on, on talking tonight, that, that kind of popped it mm-hmm. in my head as mm. well. There's some points we could talk about. But uh, is there anything else that you'd like to leave with the uh, float community about, about Rise? Well, we're, just, we're really excited to have the opportunity to do it again. We're honored that people are agreeing to come and spend this time with us and kind of go on this journey, this experiment. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful time for the social connection. So we're grateful to have that opportunity. And, and I do just want, like we were talking about earlier, give a shout out to, to Jake, uh, you know, my mm. partner with rise and, and float STL and, and just a shout out to the whole team. Um, it wouldn't be possible yes. for everybody that's helping. Uh, it's, it's barely possible with everybody that's helping. And, and so <laughs> I'm just super grateful for all of the, the people who are helping us put it together. That's a really good point. The mm-hmm. volunteers who were there, uh, mm-hmm. help, helping put it on were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And we're also just super warm, sweet people who loved being there. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, prop, props to you also for, for cultivating that as well mm-hmm. and nurturing that, uh, incredibly well done you guys clearly practice what you preach uh it's it's very easy to witness when when you join rise mm, thank you uh thank you so much for joining us tonight really appreciate you making the time to be here and, and sharing everything that is rise so we'll we'll see you very soon 21st and 22nd weeks, very yeah. soon my pleasure uh, Absolutely. To everybody else, I uh, do want to thank Float Away. Float Away uh, makes 
float around, float cabins, uh, tranquility float tanks, which have the starlights in the ceiling now too. Be sure to get that one. I cannot Very believe nice. how much our customers <laughs> love the starlights <laughs> in the ceiling. Uh, something that I totally did not believe in before experiencing it and, and seeing our customers experience it. But floataway.com is where you want to go to check out all the different float tanks that they have and see if they might work for your float center. And of course, just to have a conversation with Colin and Ginny because they're just beautiful people and uh, so incredibly helpful and uh, just just a positive spirit. So get in contact with them. Uh, floataway.com is where you want to go. Again, thanks for everybody for getting us to 100 patrons. Yeah. It's just absolutely crazy to us. Thank you. Awesome. It, it means so much to us. And and thanks to everybody who listened to the show. Uh, it really means a lot to us to know that we're actually reaching you and that we we bring on guests and, and do something that we're believing and are passionate about and, and that you guys actually want to tune in. <laughs> it really means a lot to us. Thank you. A uh, few other things. Um, Oh, I think we're officially shutting down the speak pipe. Did do we shut that down, Brian? We, no more speak I pipe. feel like last week was our was, was our final call. okay <laughs> final final stretch and uh, no no dice unfortunately. But okay. uh, uh, also check out uh, our consulting tab on artofthefloat.com if you want some help and guidance in opening uh, your float center or, or refining your float center as well. That's been a lot of fun for us uh, working on that as a team. And uh, thanks to Kim Hannon for taking our show notes as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. Bye.